Welcome to the Psychology of Learning Foreign Languages, the podcast that shows you how to apply psychology and quality management to boost your language skills. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Psychology of Foreign Language Learning. My name is Gerhard Orband and today we will talk about the native speaker fallacy. I hope you haven't missed out on the last episode, episode 27, on the levels of, of the processing effect in memory. So if you are a language learner that constantly worries about his memory, uh, say that I'm trying to remember a certain list of verbs but I cannot remember them, then most probably you rely on inefficient methods of memorization. So you will get out a lot of the last episode. A short mes message from our sponsor, which is As Usual Meme. Uh, please do visit our Facebook page uh, to be in touch with us and uh, ask questions, participate in discussions. Uh, the page uh, address is uh, facebook.com slash the go method all in one word the go method today i have a hoarse uh, voice and um, i will make a very short episode also because i'm a bit late to university and um, so very probably we'll continue this topic in one of the future episodes so what do i mean by the native speaker fallacy as a language teacher i always encounter this uh, students postpone effort because they think that uh, uh, once I'll have the possibility to talk to a native speaker day by day, now then I will do the real job. So I will uh, put in effort and improve and so on. So everything I need uh, to, um, to speak is having a native speaker around me. Now, why, should, why do I think this is a fallacy? Um, uh, just to uh, look around and um, even in your native language and, and uh, think about people you meet on the streets uh, uh, if you take the po whole population of your town so what what do you think so what percentage of them do speak uh, more or less grammarly uh, so what percent of them could be uh, employed as a journalist on television could be copywriters uh, could write um, uh, ads uh, could write um, contracts or uh, literary texts or could uh, be persuasive negotiators, uh, salespeople and so on. So think of any uh, profession where language is a critical skill and then ask yourself uh, what is the percentage of the overall population of na native speakers that uh, could do the job and um, or go and ask friends and, and say who 
who would be willing to uh, to do a podcast uh, to expose uh, his or her voice on the internet uh, and uh, or to participate in, in, in public debates and so on typically many of us they will refuse and if we remember school or university life so myself included many of us and uh, we hated to speak in public public speaking was uh, one of the most unpopular activities especially for male so you now we are not afraid to get into a fist fight with bikers or you know, a gang members but uh, to uh, grab a microphone and uh, be scrutinized by everybody uh, that is uh, really uh, scary uh, so why is this because uh, uh, at, uh, even at the conscious level we we do not feel in total command over our language over our speech so now this is the the situation for native speakers so so per definition native speakers they are surrounded by other native speakers in the family at school and so on so if this doesn't lead to automa automatic perfection in a language why should this work if you're learning a foreign language where the odds no, are against you so you will never be able to recreate exactly the same situation you had with your native language no, even if it's only the, the your childhood because you cannot repeat your childhood so you, you had native speakers had um, not the formative years where their, um, their brain was extremely malleable or they could memorize more than now they, they spent uh, with na other native speakers so so for me the problem is not that uh, uh, you will improve if you have contact with native speakers who can correct you and you c can use them as a role model but the problem is one many students use this as ex an excuse to not put in the effort necessary they say as long as I don't have that contact with native speakers now I, now I put in 20% effort which is a very stupid strategy because imagine you get the opportunity to train with your favorite sports team uh, or with the world champions in XYZ sports so and you, you have that opportunity in six months so it would be completely stupid to n do nothing for six months uh, waiting for that big occasion uh, what you would do is you would put in an extra effort to be in extremely good shape and uh, to extract the maximum value of that training even if it's uh, one time or a month no? uh, but you don't th say no I don't I won't practice because uh, I may practice something wrong so I better wait for the big expert it's completely stupid um, but with foreign languages we often very uh, uh, we very often do this and we say no I'm not living in uh, Spain at the moment so why should I um, put in the effort while being in the United States now an, an another problem with this uh, is that um, when meeting those native speakers people do not exploit the situation to the maximum so in my opinion you should treat every encounter with the native speaker uh, as a small lesson and as in a good lesson you need to take notes you need to analyze your mistakes and you need to extract as much value from that person as you can so many uh, 
hypnotized when meeting native speakers and they smile over their faces and typically if it's a woman or a man then you is the flirt factor or maybe you can maybe, maybe this is uh, my, my future life partner or I, my, my value on the bridal or market uh, raises if I have contact with strangers and so on so so the the learn of uh, the goal of learning language goes right out of the window <coughs> and people are in the mode of admiration or how great uh, the Americans are the Germans are and so on uh, and then and they they like under a shower a linguistic shower so the other person speaks a lot if, if it's a flirt situation and the other guy or gal and they are talking a lot in, in their native language and you're, you're looking impressed and <coughs> you give the person the feedback that you like this how he or she talks and so they will talk more and more or less the situation is more passive for you <coughs> and the more you smile the more the other people and the another person will talk and in, and at the end, most often you get the situations very similar as you switch on a YouTube channel. Yeah, you hear some native speakers speak, but you yourself are not very active. Yes, you may you may ask some questions. You may, how do you like our country? Uh, how do you like your fo- our the people in our country? And then, then the, the native speaker will speak for five minutes and then you will ask another question but this is not uh, an active role in the conversation so uh, and also uh, a, a third problem is that not every native speaker is a good role model and once again go back to what we discussed before now, if you consider that only a minority of you know, your sit- the citizens citizens in your country your city would qualify as good language teachers, journalists, writers, uh, salesmen, negotiators, and so on. So now, how do do you as a foreigner know if you meet one of them on the street and if they are one of those native speakers you are encountering or not? And so you may very well pick up unhealthy speech habits and and a a fourth uh, shortcoming often is that um, native speakers may may give you very bad advice often because in in western countries especially language education for native speakers is um, not focused on correct grammar on correct speech and on classical literature and so on. So I remember in uh, a test study uh, done in Bavaria where they have the many elite universities and they studied more than 1,000 students who were in their first years of be- studying um, G- uh, German language to become a German teacher in high school. So more all of them pr- 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 practically all of them should be native speakers. So they want they want want to become German speaker so and so <coughs> and they were asked very simple questions about grammar and you know, they for example they're almost uh, 
85% couldn't uh, 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 answer correctly that the word uh, uh, there in German that is, uh, is an adverb <laughs> or that some is a pronoun or that um, um, uh, I would come is, is um, subjunctive in German and so on. So, so they had in grammar had they had um, and, and, and the on only ten percent were satisfactory or above. So now, <coughs> now this is um, um, uh, this is uh, the future German teachers. Now think about the typical German student or the typical native speaker. No? that doesn't go to university and so on no? now so what do I mean with picking up bad habits so the typical native speaker especially if he or she is young will give you advice that's very detrimental to your career because if you want to learn a foreign language to to migrate so you want to have mobility upward mobility so you enter a country at the lowest level and then you move upwards so so you don't want to have some kind of invisible ceiling no? people talk a, lo a lot about discrimination racism and so on no? which uh, when exists is serves also as such a ceiling no? we don't hire blacks we don't hire whites we don't hire this or that category no? now in many European countries or around the world speech is also a discriminating factor so so at certain levels of your career uh, your superiors will say well this person is not able to represent us publicly because his or her speech is not up to our level uh, and you cannot fix this very uh, quickly uh, speech patterns and uh, something which we acquire early on and it's very difficult to change so if you picked up street talk and you want, want to become uh, a, let's say a, a public speaker so it's not always very uh, easy to adapt to all the future situations so <coughs> now I experience it very often uh, that native speakers especially they because when they are young because when they're young they haven't they are not uh, they haven't advanced very much in their career no, they live still maybe from some kind of scholarships from their mom and dad and so on so they give advice <coughs> to foreign states it's not important to care about grammar so we in Germany we d or we in our country don't uh, e either no? <coughs> but that is uh, very misleading because <coughs> as a native speaker no, your future employ em uh, employer checks maybe also the language but <coughs> if it's very bad but they suppose that you are a competent uh, German speaker and even if during the job interview you speak more informally they suppose that if necessary you will be able to switch to formal speech uh, but if you're a migrant and you speak informally or with the mistakes during the job interview they there's no reason to believe that you are able to write formal texts. Uh -huh. So, um, 
be very careful about the advice you get. I have a lot of my students that come to me and say, I have a friend in Germany and they say that um, you don't need to care about this or that. It's not important. It's not important. It's typically never a German above 40 or 50 and, and or somebody who has made a career in a company or in the, no, it's typically advice from other uh, youth no? that are in a privileged situation. They are not in the situation you are in. Yeah? They have mom and dad in Germany. They, have, uh, they are part of the social security system and so on. Yeah, they have uh, an advantage of for being a German no? in employability for certain jobs and so on. Then, no? No? If, for example, both of you apply for a job in, in a, at the newspaper or television, with the German candidate, it's supposed that more or less he speaks German. If it's a foreign name, they are very skeptical. Will this this person be able to speak without mistakes or, uh, and on, on camera and so on? Now, <coughs> I don't want to discourage uh, f trying to find native speakers, but one, now in any case, you need to do even more preparation to gain maximum value. And B, you need to use that as a lesson. So you need to take notes, you need to ask questions and exploit the person to the maximum. And three, you need to be very skeptical about whom you are talking to. So don't take everything like a, revel a divine revelation. Huh? And if you select native speakers fr from whom to listen, uh, always listen to advice from older <laughs> generations uh, that already have made a career. Um, and always use the advice from people who work in a job where language is critical. Yes, if I'm an engineer or I have a profession, or I'm, I'm an uh, IT specialist and so on, yeah, maybe it, it doesn't affect me if I speak uh, with a lot of grammar mistakes. But the person doesn't know what your plan are, plans are and why shut uh, future doors uh, just because somebody told you that it's not important. Okay, I hope you uh, found something useful here. Uh, please uh, write me your comments and um, see you next week. Bye-bye.